0: what it is how's it going everybody today we're going to be reviewing polite society the newest action comedy hit in theaters this weekend we're going to talk about all the things talk about the fights the sisterhood the marriages the bollywood inspired dance sequences we're going to talk about all the things so if you want to hear what we have to say sit back relax grab a snack grab a beverage and listen on in to the first ones to die
1: Everyone, welcome to the first months to die podcast. <laughs> My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Alex and Jerome. How are both of you doing?
2: I'm doing good. um It's been a weird weekend, but like, I feel like I've lost a bit of time. But I think I've just tried to been relaxed, so I think that's just new to me now. um I got to see Sweeney Todd. I got to see Sweeney Todd. At the Fifth Avenue Theater on Friday. The one with Monica, who they do the other podcast that I got to be on, Coffee with Strangers. It's really cool. Uh, It is on Spotify and I think iTunes as well, if anybody wants to check that out. Uh, But Sweeney Todd was absolutely amazing. I was talking to you about it a little bit earlier, Jonathan. And their singing talents were insane. And the whole cast was amazing. And I absolutely love with plays, how they do limited sets or... How they do. some set Minimal. Yeah. Minimal. Yeah. Minimal sets. Their main set was like the barber area. And of course, Mrs. Lovelet, Lovelet's, Lovelet's uh meat shop. And it was just this rotating uh, center. I was going to ask if
0: it was, that is the like known um, set piece is like the center rotating stage. Um, yeah. That's what they often do for Sweeney Todd when they do it on stage.
2: Yeah, that's what they use. And it was really cool, especially how they showed how they, like, drop the potties through the little shoots. Because you would see them, you know, pretend to throw them, but, like, people still had to, like, carefully step down. So you would see them take a couple steps inward carefully. Um, But that was really cool. And then I've been rewatching, or I guess I've been watching for the first time old shows for some reason. I don't know how I started this, but I started binge watching Grimm.
1: Graham oh my gosh I (laughs) do you know that was filmed in Portland
2: yeah they mentioned Portland like a lot I didn't know it was actually (laughs) filmed there though but I know that's where
1: it was set I many moons ago I was an extra on one episode
2: oh what episode (laughs) I don't even know at this point and I
1: and it wasn't like filmed I was like I was a dead body that they took pictures of (laughs) (laughs)
2: uh i'll keep an eye out if you look really hard you'll
0: see one episode where john where you'll see a dead body that might look vaguely like john
1: (laughs) right
2: (laughs) well most of the victims have been white people so i'm gonna assume (laughs) the next black person is you um but it's actually a really good show i'm surprised i didn't watch it when it was first out it's much darker than i had anticipated for an abc show (laughs) I wasn't prepared for some of the things, some of the, like, themes on that certain episodes are, like, really dark, and I'm like, oh, okay. I wasn't prepared for any of that, but uh, I'm still enjoying it, and I just started watching Survivor Season 13, the racist one, where they separate everybody into tribes, depending on their race. Right off the bat, first episode, everybody's like, mmm... Every contestant's like, mm, is that the best idea? Should we be doing this? Which well, I wanted to ask. <laughs> do they tell people what the theme of the season is going to be? I feel like they, they like, have the to. No,
1: has... not, oh. until they st- not until Jeff Prope says it. Like when they're on the beach, like this is what is happening. And they usually, at least in recent years, they usually cast the season and then decide the theme. In um, the past few seasons, they haven't had themes. But for when, like in more recent seasons, when they have, they usually cast the season and then decide like this is what the theme is going to be.
0: Reminds me of Ink Master when they did that season of Battle of the Sexes, but then they picked. Like, uh, most of them are pretty neutral. I mean, you know, you get the standard stuff where, like all the girls are just like, yeah, we're going to take these boys down. And all the guys, like, you know, there's a bunch of guys who are just like, girls can't tattoo. We got this. But then there's one dude in particular who is just like an uber sexist. <laughs> and it's so funny to see him interact with the other guys because you could tell the other rest of them are like, I mean, bro, it's a competition. It ain't that serious. Like, we're, well, I mean, we're talking trash, but we don't actually think, women can't tattoo, like, that's just us just messing around, like, you're taking it a little too far. <laughs> I know exactly
2: what season and what tattoo artist you're talking about, I remember a couple of those interactions, where they were like, dude, <laughs> dude, I mean, like, yeah, it wasn't great, but, like, don't bring, like, all women into this. I'm <laughs> just trying to shit-talk this individual person right here. I uh, some of say, because some of the reactions seem genuine like they really weren't prepared for what was coming to others seem kind of like "Mm, i kind of figured so i couldn't tell like do they tell or do they not because like i I feel like it's pretty fucked up (laughs) to go forward with that season (laughs) knowing that's what's gonna happen i understand later on they eventually like the different tribes eventually just come together and it's like pretty much one against one um but yeah just to start off it's like questionable to who if you knew ahead of time (laughs) that you stayed Um, But so I've been enjoying those two and like I said Sweeney Top was absolutely amazing and it was fun being back at a theater I hadn't really been to one I've been to a couple comedy shows but to see an actual play again and a musical at that it was just amazing and it makes me want to go again so badly want to go to another play Mm -hmm. another musical something shout out to
1: go
2: ahead I was
1: gonna say, shout out to Jay Woods who uh, directed that. Oh, right. Um, she's great. She, she's amazing. She directed
2: one of your plays. Are you? Yeah. Met
1: her? Um, uh, she. So uh, she directed uh, Welcome to the Royals, which I was in in like twenty sixteen because we did the uh, Intermont Emerging Artists Program uh, together. Um, that was the show uh, where in one of the shows I played Negro Man. Um, and, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, put that on your resume. It's like, I
0: played. It's, it's,
1: it's from, uh, a movie star has to star in black and white. Um, or sorry, sorry. The owl answers, the owl answers, um, that was the show that Negro made us uh, But anyways. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Go ahead.
2: I don't have, I was just saying... Uh, yeah, and I also remember that was the showcase where you didn't tell us you were going to die in one of the plays. We were all like, no, no, it's not going to happen. We're not thinking what we're thinking. Because we kind of saw how the play was set up or that set. And then we're like... And when we saw you, we're like, oh, you're
0: the one who's going to die. See, you know I, mean? I always think about that in for actors and stuff, especially actors who are known for dying on screen, like Sean Bean or somebody, where I was like, how does your family feel? That every time they watch a project with you, they have to watch you get brutally murdered. <laughs> like, and they know what? it's fake because you're with them watching the movie, but it still is like... You don't ever want to see your loved ones like that. You don't, ever, you don't ever want to see them spitting up blood and like dying, especially like a horror movie or something.
2: Luckily, <laughs> luckily with your death, it was like it, they just turned off-screen. down the light. Yeah, they turned out the lights. Yeah. So it was off screen. Thing, you're right. Which i mean, like, you. I've seen that man cough up. I don't know how much blood or fake blood, you know, on screen. <laughs> and think of like, and if you go to see this movie in the IMAX setting with your like son, and you're dying and it's like choking up blood. That's gotta be a little bit traumatizing. That's gotta be a little <laughs> bit traumatizing to like a kid, especially seeing your parent like that. But anyway, how was your week, Jerome?
0: Uh It was good. Um, we, uh, me and Ari, had a bit of a, a long, longer weekend. Actually, like spending some time together because uh, we did like a, a bunch of stuff in a row. Um, Thursday, uh, we watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, And it was uh, it was good. Mini review for that coming out at some point, (laughs) probably this week. Um, uh, But it was a fairly decent. It was a good ending. Oh, excuse me, ending chapter for that trilogy of films, um, especially for those characters. Uh, I will give fair warning: if you're an animal lover, just come in with some tissues. You might have a hard time (laughs) watching the movie. that's that's all I'll say <laughs> um, but but it is a good movie though um I think it's I think it's not as good as the first one um I think it's for me up there like neck and neck with the second one for me though um it's pretty solid on its themes of you know um really like how people can can have like an, an air of ego when it comes to trying to quote unquote like change the world or something like that um and so it has it has a lot of great themes with that type of stuff um but also it's just it's it's actually still got some of the funnest uh comedy and uh, cg looks great uh the guardians still feel like the guardians um so yeah i would say if you like guardians one and two you'll like this one because it's a lot of the same um and as marvel movies goes it's one of the better ones that's come out so far this year um we still got the marvels to look forward to in november though so we'll see if like that one could be like the best one this year i i don't know if that's going to happen (laughs) because marvel's been slipping as of late and with the writer's strike now uh (laughs) i feel everything is on hold that's the other thing that blew my mind this week is the start of the writer's strike where everything's on hold although um you know, with the, so much stuff is gonna come out that so it's not really we're not really gonna feel it unless it like until another like three or four weeks from now, um, when you're gonna start hearing news of yeah this show's on hiatus this show's on hiatus
1: this movie's on hiatus yada yada the, <laughs> and the twenty seven or twenty two thousand seven writer strike that took a lot of shows from us it like canceled a mm-hmm. lot of shows mm-hmm. because they. Uh, they couldn't continue on, and it was, and a lot of them were like in that stage where it's like, oh, they might have potential, but they're not like, you know, one of the top-rated shows. So they just had to go by the wayside, which is, which I hope doesn't happen to a lot of the shows that are currently on right now. some well, yeah, I mean, of the some biggest of the shows that I are... talk
2: about is Heroes. Like that's always people's main, yeah. like talking point. How Heroes was doing so insanely well. How it had such a big fan base, and then the writers strike hit, and then. The, the season just dropped because they were kind of scrambling storylines fell things happened and it never recovered after that it could mm-hmm. never pick up again even after the writer's strike and i know pushing daisies which is a show i loved, It had uh, lee pace in it totally bombed after this writer's strike it didn't it couldn't come back it had shortened seasons and it was just gone after that
0: yeah, some of the shows um, that are affected right now that we know of for sure is like Severance, Stranger Things, Abbott Elementary. Absolutely. Yeah, like uh, SNL is already feeling it because they work, they work daily. And so with no writers, they can't do anything. So who knows if we'll get more of the SNL season that's supposed to happen this week. Um, all the late night oh, shows yeah, are done. Um, yeah, because SNL usually
1: ends in May too. So their season probably took an early end
0: Mm mm-hmm so it's like it's just put everything on hold and then uh i the the movie i feel the worst uh most about is blade with mahershala ali from marvel because already they had already fired the original script writer because mahershala ali was like this script sucks like we need a new script. Cause I don't like this movie. And so they're like, okay, Mahershala, we got you. So they fired that guy. And the second they get a new writer, writer strike. I'm out this piece. And it's just like, God dang it. So now production is on hold again. Yeah. Damn. Cause I don't think they finished the that, script yet. <laughs> or
1: or they didn't finish all the pre production yet. <laughs> so that so, being said, yeah. they need to pay these writers what they deserve
0: that's, that's the right. thing that's what it comes down to is all they ask is for more pay and instead of the producers come by with like here's our counter offer they're just like no
2: <laughs> and you know what's insane i didn't know i they absolutely deserve to be paid more uh i didn't know how much they were asking for it's only a three percent increase in wages mm-hmm.
1: and for across the board, yeah, because. Cause they were saying that some of them can't even make a, a living wage. Yeah. So most writers are like, most of the writers still have day
0: jobs, like working at like Starbucks or whatever, just That's to right. make ends meet. It's and it's crazy. like, you're a TV writer on something like succession. Right. And I still can find
1: you over at the Jiffy Lube real quick, changing oil. <laughs> That's imagine a problem. Say, imagine like, you know, you're talking with someone or, you know, your family and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a writer on it. this hit TV show. Oh, you must be living at large. You must have a, what's your pad look like? I'm, yeah, I, I still got a, I'm late on my rent. Um, I got.
2: Still living with that's, the five that's... roommates. One of them's an SNL writer. The other one writes at Abbott, you know? Yeah. Like, it's all right. fine. I mean, that
0: is how it goes. Most of the writers do like shack up like that, actually. <laughs> they're, like, right. they're like, you know, well, we're all friends. You wanna get like a room together or something? Like, 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 let's be roommates. And we'll take take uh, care of each other.
1: <laughs> apparently a big cause of the problem is because of streaming. Like, they, the, the residuals for streaming are almost non-existent. Yeah, there's
0: no residuals and most people are not written as, uh, or not hired as staff writers. And that's if the studio can avoid it. Cause you look at something like a Euphoria where that show has no writer's room cause Sam Levinson writes it all. But the reality is they should have a writer's room. Because we've seen how euphoria is with Sam Levinson writing it all. (laughs) But it's the studio in their minds. They're like, it's cheaper for us because we have a writer director. We don't have to pay like four or five different writers to write for this show. And because they treat writers in Hollywood like freelance where they don't really hire people anymore. Like as like a like full time staff writers. They're just like Like gig by gig. Yeah, it's like it's gig by gig, which is cheaper for the studio but it's like yeah but it leaves the writers on the like ass end of getting paid what they need to get paid for making your show successful
2: it also causes and I've noticed this like in the recent years of shows and things it causes such an effect to the show's episode by episode you can clearly tell when there's different writers for each episode you're like this has a weird feeling why is this show why is the episode so weird today? you know mm-hmm. and it's caused that effect where you're like oh this episode's clearly a filler this episode's clearly the main event like you are now looking at episode by episode and being like which episode is the important one to which one is the one that's a filler to which one is like this made no sense why is this even in here it's because they have no steady writing staff Like they treat them like the freelancers and they bring in different ones and they try to have the head writers but the head writers don't always keep the same rhythm as well because they have so many different staff turnovers too.
0: Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to streaming, you have like streaming ep- streaming shows. Not like back in the day where a season was like twenty to thirty episodes for every show. So you've got plenty of time to like have work. Shows now are like what eight episodes, sometimes thirteen, if you're lucky. And so it's like once you write it, a lot of writers are finding themselves with no work for longer periods of time because the seasons are so short that once you write your stuff, like if no one's hiring you, you don't have anything to do until they can get there. Like until other producers can get their stuff together pre-production wise to get all the stuff written up, especially if it's like a, a show that is really successful, but maybe takes a long time to produce, you know? So it's like, because they were asking for higher wages for sure, but uh, like, and also for their residuals, but also for shows to hire like a minimum amount of staff writers for every show to um, be like essentially like full time writers for that show if the show's successful and proving to do well.
2: Yeah. That's also why it's hard to keep, uh, what's that word? Like, things from past episodes to current episodes.
1: Oh, continuity?
2: Um, yeah. That's why continuity is lacking in a lot of shows as well nowadays. You're like, wait, this isn't like a thing. This already happened or something like that. And it's because also you, you're you just trading in writer after writer. And it's like, well, that last writer did this. Well, this new writer is doing this. You're like, well, if you actually had a proper staff of writers to make sure that everything was going into a straight line instead of these weird plot devices you're trying to change everything into... And, you know, be better to watch because then, like, somebody like me who likes the continuity in shows that, that's one of the reasons I liked Futurama so much. They were so steady about like the continuity, even when the show came on and off the air, it still was like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're keeping something from like season one, that's awesome, and I love it, and I remembered it. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah, so I'm let's. Uh, I hope the producers come to their senses, and like, um, I was watching the John Campia show, and he's, um, he put it in perspective because he knows a lot of writers. And uh he, like he explained, like apparently you know there's a possibility, you know, if they resolve this within the next because at the time of this recording, the writer strike is only be going on for like a week, maybe like a week and a half. So if they resolve this in the next two to three weeks, hypothetically everything would go back to normal as far as all of the schedules for shows and movies are supposed to come out in the next upcoming few years. Um, but if not, you're going to start finding some moot like Marvel's Slate's going to be pushed back. DC Slate's going to be pushed back. Um, more reality in- TV. Yeah, a lot more reality TV will start coming out probably because they need to fill up the time slots. Or you'll see people putting out movies with unfinished scripts. And you see what that got us. It got us Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> Where Michael Bay had an unfinished script and he was like, look, I'm just going to fill it up with some explosions or something. I don't know. So just just make up the difference baby
2: just go look at any it movie from that <laughs> time range what was 2007
0: yeah i think so
2: yeah 2007 just go look at any movie from that range <laughs> and you will understand why this needs to be taken care of and why they just need to be given the proper living wages <laughs> we can't go back right. to that era <laughs>
0: yeah i mean because it's like especially because uh some of my friends who are comic book writers have been posting like as comic book writers and artists we stand with the wga um which is cool but it's like it's that's the thing i think that is the most put it in perspective because as a comic book writer myself like we also work gig to gig but the difference is that the comic book industry is not booming with money like despite the, all the comic book movies, we don't see a lot of that money <laughs> if like our, one of our books get picked gets picked up to be turned into a, a movie or something like you get like that that very low end of the residuals part because it's just that you just get like a you know based on credit. But it's like the excuse is our business is not booming. The movie industry has always been booming. And even during the time of COVID, people were still making money, just not as much as they wanted to. And now that things have relatively gone back to normal since COVID, as far as like, you know, movie releases and people going to theaters, there's no excuse why you don't have the money to give to these writers for any of these projects. Exactly. You're just gonna have to live in a two bedroom apartment instead of a mansion. Boo-hoo. Oh, life is so terrible.
2: I to Fadetra She cried about being broken, her It was hard for her.
0: <laughs> anyway, speaking of crying, we're going to talk about polite society. <laughs> or, or really quick, Wait.
2: Jonathan, how was your week? Thank oh, you. no, I've honestly <laughs> forgotten
0: that we did not get to you, Jonathan. See, this is why I that usually my bad. go to Jonathan We got Jonathan in next? The strike.
2: This is why I usually go to Jonathan next, but I was like, well, let me try to be, let me try to switch it up. Go to Jerome. I'm sorry. That's my bad. It's all right. That's my
0: (laughs) fault. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot we didn't get your, your update, Jonathan. Go ahead. Um, It's all right.
1: Uh, My week was good. (laughs) 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 Um, What did I do? Uh, I saw, much like Alex, I also went to the theater this week. Uh, and saw Hairspray at the opening night at the Pantages by friend Ray. It was so much fun. Uh, there were a lot of like influencer people there. Uh, one of the people uh, was from, uh, the, the, uh, the person who plays uh, Edna, Tracy's mom in the show, is from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. So um, there were a lot of people from RuPaul's Drag Race there uh, that my friend Ray knew, um, and there were a lot of like just random influencers as well. I saw some people from Big Brother, <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just a, it was just a fun time. Um, I also have been watching the show Jury Duty on Freevee, which has been so great.
2: Is that like a com like an improv show, sir?
1: It's, I didn't know the concept before watching it, but it's basically, it's all improv or scripted. Everyone's an actor except one guy who's a part of the jury. So like everyone's in on the fact that this is not a real case. This is not a real thing. Except the one guy, and it's really cool to see that dynamic. And it it's kind of filmed like The Office or an Abbott Elementary, like that mockumentary style. Um, and just some the, the humor in it is hilarious. Uh, James Marsden he plays uh, himself, and he is like one of the jury members, <laughs> and he's mm-hmm. he's uh he, it's 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 pretty funny. Um, and speaking of James Marsden and Hairspray. Um, If you guys are okay with this, we're going to do something unprecedented that we've never done in First Ones to Die history. We're going to change the movie of the person who won trivia in the previous round. All right? I'm changing from Lizzie McGuire movie (laughs) to Hairspray. All right? We're doing Hairspray. (laughs) I'm in a Hairspray mood. I love Hairspray.
2: So we're changing. I'm down with hairspray. that. I love that's hairspray. fine. <laughs> Thank you, Cheddar. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. Um, what version of hairspray? The
1: 2007 version. I mean, the version the, with James Marsden uh, in it. That's why he said. <laughs> he James
2: I don't know. Barstin. Maybe he wanted to go. Cheddar needed clarification too. Maybe I also he, do wanted, like the he wanted 1980... to go like old school or whatnot.
1: I do like the '80s version too, but um, we're going with the 2007. I'm assuming you both have seen it already. Yeah, I have seen it multiple times. <laughs> How, mm-hmm. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna. Okay, I'll get ready to relive it. The dream. You know what's funny. Back after after Amanda Todd, was I wanted normal. to watch the
2: movie too. <laughs> <laughs> after, say, watching Sweetie T- after watching Sweeney, after watching Sweeney Todd, I actually wanted to go watch the Donny Depp movie too. Like, I had the urge, I was like, I need to watch it now. I don't know what year it came out.
0: Uh, It was, uh, actually, you know, I have appreciated that movie a lot more as time has gone on. Uh, when it first came out, I remember being like, eh, it's kind of lame. But, it, like, the more, every time I rewatch it, the more I'm like, you know what? I actually appreciate this movie a lot more for, like, how, um, restraint it is. Like, how, uh... How much it doesn't like, it has a lot of blood, but it does pull back on not being too bombastic compared to a lot of musical movies that have come out since that time. Where I'm like, they go way overboard with it. And this one was like, yeah, we're going to keep it in the pocket. It's just going to be dark, gloomy, but you know, still beautiful with the music and everything. And I'm like, I respect it, appreciate it. I mean, uh, I don't think everybody is like on the same level as far as their singing goes, but still.
2: But do it, I am cool with watching Hairspray.
1: All right. I'm excited. I enjoy it. You know why? Because you can't stop the beat. (laughs) And with that. Boo. Boo this man. (laughs) Our movie that recently came out. Uh, This is not a retro review. This is a current review. Polite Society, that's right, Uh, just released uh, a couple weeks ago, or last week, Uh, tells the story of Rhea Khan, who believes she must save her older sister, Lena, from her impending marriage. After enlisting her friend's help, she attempts to pull off the most ambitious of all wedding heists in the name of independence and sisterhood. The film stars Priya Kansara, Rita, Ritu Aria, uh Renu Brindle, um, amongst uh, other people. Are you trying to read Rika John Shariah? <laughs> uh, no, I, IMDb was tripping and it brought up like rate us five stars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, amongst many other people as well. Uh, it was directed by and directed and written, speaking of writers, by Nita Manzoor. And we're going to talk about it. Uh, If this is your first time watching or listening to one of our reviews, first we go through all of our general thoughts, non-spoilers. Then we'll give you a warning and get into our uh, spoiler thoughts. I'm seeing the tagline on here is Big Trouble, Little Sister, and I kind of love that. Yeah, that's that's clever. Um, Also, I see that it's rated PG-13. So why did the guy make me show my ID at the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at the movie theater? No,
0: I think that's a new thing they're because. doing now. Because Ari had to do the same thing, um, like for like your tickets, I guess. I don't know. We had to that do that for
1: rated R films.
0: <laughs> no, that's something weird. I don't know what's going on at the movie theaters right now. But uh, like, we've had to do that a couple times now. It's
2: interesting. I've never had to do it, so that makes me feel old. Thanks. <laughs> 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 really uh, but idea. yeah thought
1: <laughs> uh Jerome what did you think of this film
0: uh i really was looking forward to this film uh mainly because you know I, like in the in the spirit of things like crazy rich Asians or um everything everywhere all at once I'm liking seeing a lot of minority casts and minority creators um get to make the movies they want to see uh with them in it you know uh it's it's, it's been really cool to see that revolution because it's like so seeing a a movie that has a lot of like granted i'm i'm not uh forgive me if i get the the heritage wrong um but uh seeing a lot of very like a lot of south asian cast um In this movie, um, whether they, you know, I like, but I don't know specific country of origin because they never label it out if it's like India or Pakistan or uh, somewhere in that area. The family
1: in this is Pakistan,
0: okay. It was Pakistani,
2: Pakistani, yeah, okay.
0: Um, but uh, like watching, uh, so I was really excited for this movie, and also, uh, of course, um, the only person in the cast I actually knew beforehand was uh, Ritu Arya Uh, because she's been in umbrella academy um so it was cool to see her in something else (laughs) um so that was neat um and uh sad to say though uh this is disappointing for me (laughs) uh not because uh it's it's bad just because like i feel like I felt like, and we'll get into it a little bit more in the spoilers section, but I feel like this movie has a lot of, had a lot of potential as far as the story wise of like what they were going for. It definitely gave me like very much, you know, Scott Pilgrim vibes, uh, everything, all the, everything everywhere all at once vibes. But unlike those movies, I feel like those movies have like something bigger they're trying to say. And a lot of the action and goofiness and stuff is just like set dressing really but in at the you know in the like underneath all that is a really interesting story about it Scott pilgrim's case the coming of age story but for like you know those 20 somethings who still need to grow up and uh, a lesson to be learned there and uh, everything everywhere all at once about generational trauma and all those things this movie I, I i there's i thought it was going for some one thing and then it's like they in the third act they're like Ah, never mind. We're just going to do something wacky and call it a day. <laughs> and, and, and so, and uh, so I I was really disappointed uh, with where this movie ends up at the very end. I feel like it kind of drops the ball in the third act. Um, but uh, the positives for me is like all the characters are are really well realized. I love um, Priya Kansar's uh, acting; she's great. I think she does a great job carrying the movie for a lot of it, and her friends are awesome. <laughs> they're a great supporting cast um ritu as uh, as lena her sister is great too um and the action set pieces look cool. You know, you can definitely tell like they're on wires. You know, it's not it's not like John Wick. You know, it's not just like full on action set piece central. Um,
1: but for they are fully it, in the air for a solid like five seconds.
0: Yeah, they're like, they're <laughs> definitely like flying. Um, but, you know, it, it fits the ridiculousness of this movie. Uh, there's definitely some scenes where I was like, is this happening in real life? Or is this just in their heads? Because this is extreme. <laughs> Given the circumstance. But I think that's, you know, it's an action comedy. That's the point of the movie. So it didn't bother me. It was just something where I was like, okay, this is the vibe we're going with. I'm with you. I'm rocking with you. Um, So yeah, overall, I think it's uh, an okay movie. I don't have, um I don't think it's like bad or anything. But I, I feel like there's a lot of potential this movie had. And it just didn't get a chance to really, I think if the script had had a few more times to do some rewrites, they would have maybe had uh could have done a lot more with the premise um underneath the surface of just having a really fun action comedy movie
1: Alex how about
2: you I'm actually gonna disagree with Jerome. I like what they did in the third act because as you said like with a lot of movies with um like minorities have there's always a deeper meaning like the cultural cultural thing or generational trauma or something like that this really was just able to have the culture in it but it not be such a heavy serious thing that's such a major influence it ended up just being like a fun silly movie and like i feel like a lot of times with uh, poc movies there always has to be that deeper meaning there always has to be something more and it takes away from when the movie just wants to be fun I'm like, I get tired of having to learn lessons every time I see a person of color on screen. So it's like, this was just like, <laughs> hey, this is actually funny and silly, And it's like, hey, sisters love each other. Great. Um, I love the action. I love that you see them training. Because a lot of times mm. with like, like with Scott Pilgrim or like movies like that, where the main character all of a sudden can fight really well out of nowhere. Like, where did you gain these skills? This actually has her talking about wanting to be a stunt person and shows the training in it and shows her skills and everything like that. So I thought that was really cool to show that. Um, There were parts in this movie where they did drop a little bit and you're kind of just watching them and you're like waiting for something more to happen. Um, So I will say that, that there was quite a few drops in the film, but I did overall enjoy it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a very easygoing movie. Um, and the outfits in the film were absolutely beautiful.
0: Um, Yo, I want her jacket. The whole movie, I was like, that's <laughs> a badass jacket. I want that jacket.
2: <laughs> yeah, like all the cools and everything. And then the traditional garb was like amazing. And I used to, I actually <laughs> uh, used to, my friend, who is Muslim, she's Pakistani, she used to have those outfits and I used to be so jealous because I was like, I always wanted one of those. And I was actually supposed to go to certain events where I was like, gonna get one, but I never did. But um, they're still like so beautiful to me and I absolutely love them. And just everything in this film, costume wise was amazing. And I think really done well and respectful, or at least in my eyes, respectful of the culture. Hopefully it is to people who are actually, you know, Pakistani or Muslim. It was done well for them, just through my point of view. But I enjoyed the film a lot. So what about you, Jonathan?
1: I really like this. Dare I say I loved this movie. <laughs> I Going into it, surprise, surprise. I didn't know much about it. I went into it pretty blind, uh, intentionally. Intentionally. I had, as I was looking up, you know, the showtimes, as I was like Googling it just to find the showtimes and everything, I came across the Google, like little tags that it applies to how audiences describe the movie. And one was like heartwarming, comedic. I'm like, okay, we're going, we're going to go into this, you know, like cute little film. But I thought it was so much more than that. The fact that it was multiple genres the fact that it was like like really not like a lot of stuff that i had seen before the fact that it was a majority south asian cast um you had the action in there the fight sequences you had a little bit of a heist in there you had some jordan peele elements um (laughs) and then you also had you know like the family aspect as well and I always like something where it's multifaceted, where you can't pinpoint exactly what it is. Um you can maybe pinpoint more so what this is, but um just the fact that there's so many elements of it that make it a, a fun movie. Um I thought it was a fun ride. It was I actually didn't like laugh out loud very much, but I thought it was still. Light and fun in the appropriate moments. I could I, like, yeah. I I, I had, I could I had still, one I could major laugh out loud it. moment where I was like,
0: "That's too funny.
1: I I want to see more stuff <laughs> 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 yeah, doing." Um, but loud, yeah, I really loud either. Yeah, maybe because I was I was like too invested in it but i didn't i didn't laugh the people in my audience were dying they were like laughing hard but i i, I just wasn't like something has to be like funny funny for me to laugh out out loud when i'm watching the movie so yeah so we get into spoilers
0: yeah, let's do it. Audience, if you haven't seen right, *Polite this- Society yet, just so you know, we're going to get in a spoiler section. We're going to spoil the whole thing. So uh, I still mm-hmm. do recommend this bat. movie. Um, I think everybody on the podcast recommends this movie. So, uh, you know, take your time. Pause this go to the nearest theater, watch Polite Society, or if you're watching this but by the time it's already out on streaming, which is a long time from now, in the future, but <laughs> um, go to streaming, watch it. I mean, if the writer strike is still going on during that time, you this might be the only thing to watch. So, <laughs> so watch Polite Society, come back, listen to our thoughts on the spoiler review. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, you know what you know what it is? <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, so I because I i see what you mean, Alex, in that this is like very much a fun, loving movie. I think for me, it's not that I I wanted it to be like so super deep. I didn't want to like another everything everywhere all at once. Um, I think that's unfair <laughs> and unreasonable <laughs> to expect all POC movies I to be that, that movie.
2: Mo- I can't also watch a movie that emotional anymore.
0: That's too much emotionally for me. Mean, you mean, and you like, you don't have to. They're gonna make emotional movies in the future, Alex. It's just gonna happen. And
2: I'm not watching the them. <laughs> no. Um, I to have emotions.
1: But um, but Sorry, like- I, I've changed. I've I've changed uh, my movie from Hairspray to Marley and Me. All right. So we're gonna watch Marley and Me. Okay. <laughs>
2: I will fly down to California and just smack you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, um, no, it's like, because me me and Ari are watching this movie, and we are really into it for a large part of the movie. And it's because I thought, like, for the longest time, I thought this movie was really doing a great job playing off of this theme of, like, you know, because Rhea in this movie is probably, what, like, 13, 14 years old. And, like, it'd be, like, and so we thought it was, because we didn't really remember, I didn't remember what this movie was, because it's been a long time since I saw the trailer. I think I saw it when it first came out and never again after that. And, um, and she had not, she knew nothing about the movie at all. And so, uh, as, you know, just enjoying it as it was going, we thought it was going to be this great story about this little sister having a hard time reconciling with the fact that her big sister, who's her hero, is not who she thinks she is like she's yes and like she wants to, wanted to be an artist and went to art school and dropped out but it's like you know for especially for kids it's hard for them to reconcile with the idea that their heroes are just people that like you know sometimes things don't work out and you want to do different things and you change and you want to be a different person and like you know that it was this was a great movie that was a commentating on like for you know through you, through the lens of an action comedy <laughs> um it's the story about this little sister having to come to terms with that that her big sister's changing she wants to be married then this is a nice guy but in her lens through her perspective because the whole movie is from her perspective he's got to be this villain and i have to take him down <laughs> and uh and he's the bad guy he's keeping you from your art and you know i thought there was going to be this great Moment where you get to see her come to terms with that of just like, no, nah, it's just that my sister's growing up, and maybe I I need to grow up a little too. But just because my sister isn't following her past dreams doesn't mean I can't follow my dreams of being a badass stunt woman. But no, the movie <laughs> at the third act is like, no, screw that. Why would we have our main character learn anything? We're just gonna have her and like we're just gonna have it where there's this super villain plot where she's trying to. Her husband-to-be is trying to put a clone baby in her, and nobody will learn anything, and everything will just go back to normal. No, Like, no growth or at all, and we're just moving
2: trust on. <laughs> her instincts. she learns to trust her instincts no matter what. And that even though everybody's telling her, no, you can't do anything, no, you don't know anything, no, you don't understand anything... She actually does. She's far more perceptive than people give her credit for. She understands things more clearly than people give her credit for, and that she's actually more talented and skilled. And there's no reason not to keep fighting for what you really want for your future. And little things just don't disappear of what you want in the past, such as the art school. And yeah, she may have wanted a change in life, but those like desires and what you used to want don't fully go away for somebody to just trash it out and like disappear. That means something really is up. That means a part of you, you know, isn't always lost like that. Yeah, but
0: they don't ever mention that. They never have that discussion, Alex. That's the problem. I was like, I would have even accepted that if they had had an actual discussion saying that. They never say that. So we could assume that, I guess, but like that's, I'm a firm believer of having assumptions of a movie does not make a movie great if that's not in there. Because then that means you failed as a writer if we have to assume what you mean instead of you telling us what you mean. That's the point of us watching a movie.
2: I don't know. I think (laughs) you can make some assumptions because some of the movies are supposed to be to your assumptions, to your, you know, your interpretations, that's the word. Interpretations of it.
1: I I, I, I feel like it was... Uh, the whole thing of, you know, she's getting, she's uh, has fallen in love, quote unquote, and because of that, she realizes that art ain't ish, basically, um, because I feel like, I feel like I feel like there are a lot of people who go through that. Maybe they're at a slump in their creative um, career. And they have this other thing, whether it's uh, a relationship or maybe a more stable job or just maybe another opportunity. And they ultimately decide, you know what, this is the right calling for me or this is the sign that's coming. um, And ultimately abandon that for something else, Uh, which is why I appreciate at the end when they're driving off and uh, Priya says uh, or sorry, that's the actress's name. Um, Rhea what's is it? Rhea or Raya? Rhea? Rhea. Rhea is it is it Rhea? Is I think it's Rhea Okay, gotcha. Uh, Ria says, um, "Hey, uh, I you know I have your uh, art supplies and stuff. I want to get back to the painting." Um, and then Lena is like, "You know what? I'll, I'm just going to take some time and then get back to it." She wasn't like, "Yeah, let's do it immediately," because she went through this traumatic situation. So she has a tender relationship with her art right now, but I felt like it was, it was, uh, it was handled somewhat believably. I could, I could see a situation like that as much as you can uh, believe a situation where someone would be cloning, uh, (laughs) but like the art and creative aspect, I could believe.
2: Nowadays it's cloning people as crazy as some of the stuff we've seen. Actually,
1: you know what? Yeah.
2: (laughs) I just thought it was going to be something worse. Although that scene leading up to where she discovers uh the cloning lab and everything, um the waxing scene where she gets in like tortured oh, That was by great. The that was so
0: fun. That
2: was that was maybe the scene I did laugh out loud cuz that was so funny.
0: To See, me. but that's that's what I mean. Stuff like that where I'm like it'd be funny if that whole like the whole time you think the mom's evil but it's like from like despite like her words it's like from P- ria's perspective it is like a dark and gloomy situation but then it's like you like at the end they replay the scene and it's like yeah i don't know your daughter's freaking out like <laughs> i was trying to get her waxing oh maybe i came off a little strong but like <laughs> but she freaked out on us <laughs> she- she knocked out the masseuse. Poor Agnes over there has to get <laughs> had to get her head wrapped up in everything. <laughs> That's, That's where I, I thought they you, were going. You hold it,
2: you're holding <laughs> me down and you're waxing me, somebody's getting punched, alright? In all fairness, right? <laughs> uh, no. I would freak out too. Don't hold me down.
0: The scene I laughed out loud <laughs> at was uh, definitely um when she tried diplomacy and her dad is trying to break down <laughs> They're like the marriage as like a negotiation tactics. Mm -hmm. And and I love her reaction like, what? (laughs) What is that? (laughs) And I was like, exactly. What are you talking about, old man? He's got bullet
2: points.
0: And I was like, that is such a dad thing to do. (laughs) Because you just don't understand your daughter at all. (laughs) You don't know. You don't understand how to
1: talk to her at all anymore. (laughs) I look for the action sequences so how i took the action sequences especially the over the top ones where people are flying in the air and in the air for a solid two minutes i took that as um so ria obviously wants to be a stunt woman and i took that as her either looking back at what happened or uh just an imagining of of what the fight would look like in a stunt move in a movie that she would be a stunt woman for. But in reality, the fight is not actually that intense. So what we're seeing is the reimagined version of what actually happened.
0: That's what I'm saying. I was hoping that's why I was like, I really wanted this movie to be uh a coming a really awesome coming of age story. That's all from her perspective of like the, the the stunts and stuff aren't really happening it's all imaginary but that's the fun of it is that it's imaginary and goofy and comedic um and i like and, I, and maybe it still is that uh it's just with the cloning thing. I'm like, oh no, this all happened. I guess because <laughs> 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 I'm like, where is Diamond I mean- in your imaginary? Like I like, like, like you know, like uh, imagine you imagined like that's the dark place you're going. If that's <laughs> you imagined that is the scenario of why your your sister can't marry this man. <laughs>
2: I mean, kids have a wild imagination nowadays, (laughs) I'll say that much. But it's like for the stunt performances, aren't like stunt people supposed to make things also more? Because the actors can't, they're able to make things a little more dramatic with the fight scenes. They're the ones getting thrown off the buildings and stuff like that. So because she wants to be a stuntman, wouldn't that speak a little more to the fighting scenes where they have to be a little bit more than just like a normal fight scene?
0: What do you mean? That, you like you been act been? like they're not more. Her and her sister fight, and she goes through the door. She kicks her through the door. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cracks
1: mirrors never... and stuff. Oh,
0: and then they're just like, and then she's like, dinner. It's like, all right, cool, we're coming. I'm like, no, y'all fixing my door. <laughs> look at what y'all, look at the damage y'all have done to my house. You well, okay? She, so see, was... that
2: wasn't unreasonable to me because the fights have gotten into my sister. She's thrown me off a bug bed, and I've literally split open my leg on a dresser. And then we've gone like, all right, we're good. Like, that's about a fight. Sisters will actually, to this day, she likes, she'll get on top of me and sit on me. And I grab her by the ears and yank her down. That's how sisters fight. We go really brutally. I've thrown her at doors. One time I cracked one. It wasn't my fault. She wouldn't get off me. (laughs) Point is, sisters fight like that sometimes.
1: I think, I would say the heightened thing, I would say it's it's heightened because, especially in that fight when the sisters are fighting with each other, she bashes her head in, she gets her head bashed in, uh, the older sister, she gets her, her arm bitten off, like, and then in the next scene, they all dolled up, nothing happened. So I feel <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like the cartoon, you watch a cartoon and Spongebob gets ripped in half and then the next scene he's perfectly fine.
2: I'll give you yeah. the arm thing, yeah, but I, like I just started funny things with me, I mean, we just go on with our day.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, you know, <laughs> but, but it's just a thing where like, you know, I don't expect all POC things to be like super, like have a deeper meaning all the time, it's just... Like a thing where I'm like, because this has nothing to do with being a person of color. I feel like that would have been if it was a story of a like of like a teenage sister having to deal with the fact that her older sister is changing, <laughs> you know, coming in coming of age to um, like for herself because you never stop growing. You know, even when you hit like your twenties and your thirties, you're still learning. You're still like develop like developing as far as like what you want to do with your life sometimes. Cause for some people they don't figure it out until they like hit their 30s, you know, especially when you're an artist. Being an artist is a hard job to do. Cause it's like everybody wants to be an artist, but not everybody has that thing that'll like push them into being a successful artist. It's a hard thing to do. And sometimes the world just isn't built for you to be a successful artist. Cause everybody wants to like, there's so many people who want to make it an art and this Like, you have the talent, you maybe just don't have the resources (laughs) to get there. Literally, as we were just
2: discussing with the writer strike, many of them, you know, writers are artists, you know, and they're doing everything on their daily and having their work even produced, but still because of the way the industry has been holding them down, it forces them to not be able to go further with their work. Like, they're holding other day jobs just to pursue the art they want to go in in writing.
0: Right. So it's like... I like, so, you know, it's like, I think it would have been cool if it was like this double coming of age story where it's like the sister's coming of age in the sense that she's trying to decide if maybe she doesn't want the life of an artist anymore. And now like, maybe she would enjoy being a wife to this dude. Although I love it. She's like, she, he wants you to be a trophy wife. I'm like, how is she the trophy? If anything, he's the trophy husband. (laughs) She don't have no job. She has no, no, like she doesn't even own her own place. She has nothing. She's bringing nothing to the table in this relationship. She's
2: beautiful. That's just that she's pretty. That's it. That's it. Right.
0: That's the only is thing, that, Do you, do you know what a, a, a trophy wife is?
2: Yeah, just beauty.
0: No, tr- well, I guess that's true. But uh, like for me, I think when I think trophy wife, I think if it's like a wife who's beautiful, got money. <laughs> Like she has something to make me accomplish. Yeah, she like pumps me up. But there's no connection. Right. I could be like, hey, you know, this is my wife. She's on TV and she's a model. Look at her. She's even, she's got a thousand, like, you know, 9,000 Instagram followers. You know, something like that.
2: that. A trophy (laughs) wife. That's just a successful wife. That's just the next second. No, she's a trophy because you could put her on her
0: arm. And, like, that's the whole point of the term trophy wife. You could put her around your arm and just be like, yeah, this one's with me. Right. And
2: look, (laughs) take a look at her. Not, you don't have to have her resume out and about.
0: Mm. Well, (laughs) you don't have the credentials. I think it can be both. It can be both. I guess that's Mm. true. It can be both. Um, But at the, like, still, um, and it would have been cool if like, and for her, you know, Rhea, who actually is like a kid, her, her coming of age is is reconciling with, you know what? My sister's going to make choices that maybe I don't always agree with, but I still love her. She still loves me. She'll still support me in everything I want to do and places I want to go and always support her and places she thinks she wants to do and places she wants to go. And that's a, that's something everybody can relate to because every, you know, anybody who has a sibling, whether they be brothers or sisters, has to deal with that has to deal with like sometimes your siblings going to do things that you don't necessarily agree with but they that makes that your sibling happy and that's what you want you want them to be happy in their decisions you know that's that's all i was saying you know <laughs> sometimes deep down that's you always they- want your sibling to be happy even if you
2: got beef sometimes you just don't want them to be stupid that's all i'm saying but but there was also that moment of like where she she's like you know you need to grow up you shouldn't be a stuntman you have to that's where it's like no longer the coming of age of like oh you have to accept who you are and just love who your sibling is because even her sister turned on her and told her, yeah, like, but to she grow was up, even. She, she admits she's
0: angry in that scene. Like she didn't really mean that, but she was just sick of her sister's crap. And you would be too if you're like. It's one thing if your sister doesn't agree with who you're marrying, and another thing when she actively goes out of her way Stop to place handed. condoms to fake his to make it seem like he's cheating on her. And you break into my my parent-in-law's house. You know what I mean? You have gone way past the extreme at this point. You're committing Dad, crimes and now.
1: And <laughs> who, who has <laughs> used condoms laid out perfectly on the bed right? like that? Why was she laying about? <laughs> well, she's still
0: 13. She doesn't know how any of this works. <laughs> Because clearly, you know, I mean, she's not at that age where she's interested in boys yet. And also, so she's also just they like, were, so were not technically used. They were just,
2: like, open and, like, stretched out. Right. They she doesn't like, understand how what used to look like. They was used or what they would look like. <laughs> well she filled him with she
1: filled him with lotion
0: but even still like a used condom wouldn't look like that they wouldn't look like just pristine why still definitely unused with and also it's like yeah used condoms that the second anyone investigates them they would be like yeah so he took it to the lab this is definitely jurgens um (laughs) this is vaseline lotion it's not uh it's not sperm so i don't know i don't know what your what your boyfriend's into but uh Probably some weird Except stuff. the British. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, you think they you have Juergens in England? <laughs> no, I meant your accent. Oh. <laughs> <Not> that was brand.
2: <laughs> I was saying On they're British, side. they're into yes, weird shit.
1: So obviously, obviously
0: this is Juergens, uh, <laughs> or Vaseline. Um, whichever one you prefer. Anyway, um, <laughs> your boyfriend's into some weird stuff. He's right bellend. <laughs>
2: He's jerking his jergens with
1: jergens. (laughs) (laughs) No, I will. All right, you're mugging me off now.
0: Although, her her mom, uh, his mom though, for real, like I, like that actress Ooh, always is, is always evil and everything she's in, the, the whole, like, granted, I was still on the train of like, this is all in her head, but I still was like, I still leaned to Ari though, and I was like, yeah, but she's evil though. Like, th- that's not fake. <laughs> she's just an evil mom. Look at her, look at her, the way she always be staring at people. That smile, she's, she's evil. She's
2: the type of mom that this... would look you up and down would not say any neg anything negative, but would absolutely look you up and down and be like, I suppose you can come to our house and be like, I I don't think I want to anymore. <laughs> the reason I feel like you're gonna try to steal my soul. <laughs> but she did. She was
1: great. She was <laughs> great. great. No, she, she was she was the villain. Like she was such a good she was a really good villain. And and she she kept up with them action sequences.
0: Yeah, she did. I think she was spicy. trying to get um, get some payback because she was also the villain in Ms. Marvel, and uh, they did her wrong in Ms. Marvel because she like it's not her fault. It's the script. The script was trash for the villains in that movie. <laughs> it was really the story for the villains was so, so bad in that in that in that show. Uh, so I'm glad she got some redemption <laughs> and another project centered around South Asian uh, South Asian cast uh, where she gets to um, have some more fun. Uh, but she was great. She was a great villain. Um, her interactions, her son is like, yeah, that was like, every time it was scenes where her and her son, I was just like, I'm sorry, dog. Listen, you gotta, you gotta get it together. You need to uh, like, I, I I know it's like they, they say in the modern society, this is a toxic statement, but it's true. You need to man up. You need to, (laughs) you you need to get up off your ass, get out of your mama's house and be a man. For once in your life, because this is not a good look, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what it would be like? (laughs) Like, do you know how frustrated? I can't imagine what it'd be like for any woman to be married to a man this much of a mama's boy that when you come over and his mama's over at any given time, he is resting his head on her lap while they are watching TV together
2: like he is six years old. It's so creepy. (laughs) And also... Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to on a rant. Go ahead. Okay. I was
1: going to say, also, why would you want to have a clone of your mother that's also your daughter? So your daughter is also your mother? That would be just weird. That's true, too. That would be just weird.
2: (laughs) So I feel like he really doesn't have anything to do with it for her. Oh, no. I mean, like, yeah, really, it's more or less like, her
0: plan. You know, he, he definitely doesn't have his own mind. Like, she's definitely yeah. like the puppet master. You know what I mean? She's raised her son to be a complete, like, just simp <laughs> <laughs> for anything his mama want to do. Uh, but yeah, I was expecting an action sequence also with him because you see him in the boxing gym. So I was prepared for an action sequence with him, like fighting. He's like, "I'm not a fighter." Yeah, it's weird. I was like, "Oh man, that's a missed opportunity." I would have been cool to see I'm him like fight.
1: <laughs> not a fighter or a that's
2: lover. He's a, he's... He stands behind mama. No, I was gonna say because like I see a lot of that on TikTok once in a while. They're called like boy moms that have these like weird relationships with their sons, and they're like, "I'm the first woman in his life." I'm like, "No, that's creepy." Right. that's creepy as fuck <laughs> you shouldn't be the first woman in his life like that or they'll sing the songs of like um please don't be in love with somebody else that, t- that taylor swift song they'll sing that to like their sons on tiktok and i'm like what in the alabama is going on here why are y'all doing
0: this <laughs> yeah it's the same as moms are just I way too close with their son like when they hug on their son they like feel them up and stuff and i'm like Ew, this yeah. is stop.
1: <laughs> that's your son. Or the peop- that's not your husband. Or the people that are like, the people that are like, and you see this a lot on like Bachelor, when people are like, it goes it goes both ways, like with uh men and women, where they're like, I want to marry someone that's just like my mom. Or I wanna I basically like they, they talk about their mom like they want to marry their mom, or like, I wanna marry someone that's just like my dad. Like you want to marry your dad. Like, just think about how the words sound and then say them, okay? Like, this, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Listen, they just need someone I... to be, they need someone to be like,
0: uh, yeah, like you ever seen that scene in Baby Boy with Ving Rames and Tyrese? Where he's like, see, that's your problem, Baby Boy. You got it all mixed up. So you got an Oedipus complex. You want your mama to be your woman. But this right here, this is my woman. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> Like I get that speech. When,
2: when people say that, like I want to i so badly do not want to end up with either one of my parents that I have decided to just die alone, just to make sure that never happens.
1: <laughs> Escalated very
2: fast. I can't risk it because <laughs> sometimes they're like, "Oh yeah, you'll do. You'll you'll marry someone you just like uh, uh-uh, uh, not me. Going to a grave alone. That's what I'm doing."
0: I, yeah, I, I just, I, I thought, I mean, granted though, because this is a comedy, it works. Like it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be exaggerated. If this was playing it very straight, I'd be like, this is weird and y'all need to stop. Okay. <laughs> Shut it. I yeah. like, it's like Kate, uh, Kate McKinnon in that SNL sketch is like, I don't know these people. I like I've never seen them a day in my life. But the second I saw them, something told me in their Agnes, you need to get in there and shut it down.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the Kate Kate McKinney's uh, uh skate where it's a Mother's Day one where they where she and her like signed and they're like in kind of Amish clothing and Oh, really I know close. that. Yeah, I know what and, you're yeah, talking about. <laughs> Leslie Leslie knows is like, um, we can't compete with that. I don't know what's going on over there, but like, yeah, it's we like, quit. It's like
0: we like uh, I was uh, I got like I I like uh, what is your greatest fear when I get out of our bed together and uh, and go out in the night? Yes, because I don't I don't want him too
2: far away from me. <laughs> it's like it's y'all true. are so creepy. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, but in this hip, it works because it's not an They don't do too much where it's like you're like, okay, I. I'm now, ugh, I'm now grossed out. Now it's it's enough in there. They do it well enough where you're just like, mm, I don't like this. This is an ick. But like nothing makes you like nauseated. I feel like if this really steadily was more drama and like action and took away the comedy, they probably would have gotten creepier with it. They yeah. would've gotten creepier with it. Would yeah. be, they would've had some weird ass breastfeeding scene or something. Just for really- Yeah, I <laughs> mean, yeah.
0: Cause you think about are like you thinking in of, Game of Thrones where of, that one kid who's like been breastfeeding for way yeah. too long and he's just like s- s- seven or eight years old. <laughs> yeah, I was just,
2: well, so many uh, fortunate movies.
1: I was thinking of um, Barbarians. Or that too, <laughs> although that's, oh, that's a little yeah. bit more, that's a little bit darker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that one much darker but in the same vein of like it would have gotten worse i do like the limit they hit was like decent enough like some minimal cuddling
0: i was telling uh ari though i i appreciate this movie's restraint to make the reason ria doesn't like um lena's uh fiance uh who's his name is Salem. um what Salim? Salim. It's either Salim or Salim. Salim. She doesn't like Salim is cause uh, she's a kid. (laughs) She's just like, no, he's gonna be your husband. That's gross. You're an independent woman who don't need no man. Like that's the reason. And it's not, she's gay. That's why she doesn't like men. (laughs) Cause I'm like in this this modern day where like so many movies are trying to cash in like woke points. Of uh, of some, of having just forcing characters to be every type of minority in there. It's like you've already got a all, all South Asian cast. We don't need to go much further than that if we don't need to. I think it's I think I appreciate that the the to just be she's a kid and that's it. Maybe she is gay. Maybe she's not. But that's not important to this movie. So we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna go that far. We're not gonna address it right now. She's thirteen. We just want to see her do badass action. We don't need to know about her love life.
2: I also like that they didn't make a huge thing about arranged marriages either. They didn't make that the villainous part. Because I've seen that in some movies too, when they talk about uh, South Asian cultures or things like that. Where it's like, how could you do the arranged marriage, blah, blah, blah. This was just, this is something part of their culture. That was it, and I really like that they didn't make that. Uh, they didn't make the culture part so like villainous, because yeah, I know do that with a lot. Of, yeah, they didn't villainize it. They're like, this is their culture. This is just what it is. Uh, we're gonna have it because that's who they are. But like, it's not a major point. We're not focusing on that. What we're focusing on is the teenager who's doing martial arts and the clone baby. That's where people need to pay attention. <laughs> the clone baby.
0: Well, cause like I think that's the best thing about this movie. Same thing with Everything Everywhere All at Once, and even like Miss Marvel to a degree and stuff, whereas like the culture is just the set dressing. So it's like if you're a part of that culture, you can look at it and just be like, oh yeah, okay, I know about like if you're South Asian, it's like, oh yeah, I know this stuff. And I like, or I know the phrases. I've heard the comments, like I've I've experienced being at weddings like this, so on and so forth. But this is a story that everyone can relate to. Everybody's had like a sibling who's getting married, and it's weird. It's weird to think about like, I am gonna have a new sibling now because my sibling's getting married to somebody else and I have to share my time with this person now because they're in a serious relationship with this person. So now, like I'm gonna be seeing this per- It's a weird experience, especially for kids. Like when you're an adult, it's a little easier to understand because it's like, you're doing the same thing. It's like, I'm dating too, I get it. When you're a kid and you're like, you're not there yet. You, you haven't reached that point where you're interested in dating or anything like that. All you focus on is, I want to do this. I'm like, you know, and then your older sibling who you look up to is like, yeah, but I'm not gonna be spending as much time with you now because I have to be with my boyfriend or be with my girlfriend or whatever. It could be a weird experience. It's like, hey, what happened to me? <laughs> like, I should be your sole focus. Me, your
2: family,
0: <laughs> you know?
2: Especially so it's, around it's cool. the teenage years too, when, when you're at that age of like, Things are so uncertain and your opinions are changing. You know, you're kind of creating your own personality different from your family's ideas and thoughts. And, you know, even your own friends. This Mm -hmm. is probably around the time, time you start shifting in your friend group and things like that. To now have that what you used to have is that support all the time. Now it's a different shift and dynamic. And you can definitely see that where she's like, oh, yeah, we had the same dream, like different style careers and family. Was always kind of a back burner thing about marriage and stuff and like now that's a first thing for you and i'm still on this like i want to be a stunt person you know the creativity is no longer the forefront in your life and she sees that and she's like well is that going to happen to me as my as she evolves and things like that so it also brings in that question that i kind of saw that point of view too where it's like mm-hmm. well our priorities were the same now they're not Does that mean it's going to happen to me too? And I don't want that to happen to me because this is something I really want to do in the future.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of friends, what'd you guys think of the friends? Uh, Of like her two best friends, but also I guess Kovacs, who goes from enemy to frenemy.
1: (laughs) I'd say out of the three of them, including Kovacs, I liked Kovacs the most. Um, I wasn't. It was again the like a lot of the jokes that the friends made didn't land for me. That being said, I did think that the scene as a whole in the gym, I thought that was pretty hilarious, and I thought it was engaging too, because it's like, oh, what's going to happen? Um, <laughs> so I did appreciate that. I didn't have. But too overall, much I was like okay friends. on the friends.
2: Yeah, I didn't like think too much on the friends or anything like that. Um, I want a friend of me. I feel like they'd be fun to have a friend of <laughs> me. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't have too much thought on them.
0: I I really enjoyed the friends a lot. I thought because uh, you know it's like it's. I think it they help add to the worlds of this movie. You know, if it's like because everything's from Rhea's perspective, and so her friends. Feel like they, you know that like they feel like these larger than life characters. Even though you you always have to remind yourself, oh yeah, you're kids, <laughs> like because like they're breaking into the wedding and it's like is no one gonna address it? like and the dude who's running things is like, hey you two get to work. I'm like get to work. Do you not realize they are definitely children <laughs> and you did not hire them? <laughs> like they are definitely kids. Kovacs at least is tall enough. That you could maybe assume someone might think she's older. But the rest of them, I'm like, they look I mean, like children. <laughs> they, they, why would they? But it's, that's the silliness and fun of this movie. Is that it's like, of course they can get in. Same thing with like the locker room. When they get this like, they just put on a mustache. She's like, remember, back hunched over, walked in with swag. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, no one will notice. <laughs> And I'm like, that's fun. Especially because it's like, yeah, if you just get me his laptop, I can hack it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, hack it? What, what do you what, do? y'all have spy equipment just offhand to hack an entire laptop, copy all the files?
1: Right. She was like downloading all of the
2: Right. And you did mean- that in
1: 30 minutes?
2: Nowadays, you don't know what they're teaching kids in school. Like, I feel like their computer class has got to be way more advanced than ours. Right? <laughs> That's true. They gotta to, learn got to, like some way to like use VPN or you know jailbreak uh, phones. Now it's gotta be taught in classes, right?
0: Uh, but you know, overall <laughs> jailbreak-
1: jailbreaking one one.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Overall, I thought I thought the friends were actually pretty uh pretty fun. I thought it, they were a nice little addition. Um, they weren't as like cool because you know again this movie gave me a lot of scott pilgrim vibes especially with the titles and everything and the like con versus you know whatever carried like kovacs or con like con versus con like you know all this like uh especially the music too i love the music in this movie um so i'm like it, it definitely has this like scott pilgrim meets everything everywhere all at once vibe um And so it's like their her friends reminded me a lot of like Scott Pilgrim's friends, where they're also like wacky, weird characters. Uh, but I think the difference is that the Scott Pilgrim characters feel like normal people that are just in a wacky world that they just have to accept. (laughs) Versus the characters in here are also larger than life. And so you're like, what is reality? like what what's really happening and then what's just their their perception on things um but regardless either way i i I liked them i thought they were fun um and i hope to see those actresses do more comedies and stuff i especially love the elevator bit where she's like hit the button i'm hitting the button i'm hitting the button (laughs) You, you see me pressing it it ain't coming no faster it's an elevator what do you want me to do
2: People, I don't like when people hit the button after you hit the button. Like you clearly see it's lit up. It's, Why it's, are you pushing the button again? See, that's
0: have you seen it, the Kim kind of sketch? Of that's li- that's like that.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, by the stoplight.
0: Yeah, where he's just like he's like, I'm just gonna hit it. Why would you
1: hit it though? Why would you? Hit- I, I already told you, I hit the button. You're, you're, like, there's no need for you to hit it. I just hit it five minutes ago. <laughs> it's kind of an insult. They see that you're standing there. They see that the button's lit up. Yet they continue to go and press it. <laughs> Like, that's just rude. I put my hard work into printing hard that button. Hard work? Yeah. You really think waiting. I'm just
2: standing here for nothing? That I'm just right. hoping the light will change? the
1: elevator? <laughs> mm-hmm. I got germs on me, and now you could have, wow. Yeah, I agree, I
2: agree.
1: Uh. Um. Yeah
0: also real quick I just wanted to also mention I love the direction in this movie too um even though i, I feel like the writing could have used uh another pass through just one more time just to have a, a like a uh, much stronger resolution I do uh, think uh is it neat i I'm I, Nita or um I'm assuming Nita manzur uh she's the writer and director for this project um I do want to see what she does From this point, you know, I love these type of movies where it's like the action comedy kind of over the top uh, style. So I I would love to see whatever next project she works on, whether it be like a sequel to this movie or just like other movies, Um, because this
1: was fun. You know, I mean, even even she uh, It looks like she directed an episode of Doctor Who or a couple episodes of Doctor Who and had a show. That she created, written, wrote, and directed, called "We Are Lady Parts." Okay, well, I'm excited, but it seems like she's still like, like on her way.
0: Yeah, up. she only has eight credits to her name, and uh, most of those are sh- well, like, uh, yeah, most of those are shorts. Um, this is her first feature film, so uh, I'm excited to see her grow, yeah. see what else she does, because um, I think she's got potential. I think. This is a great starting point as far as like her film making um, debut. And uh, I can't wait to see what she works on next. But I just wanted to give a shout out because, you know, and a lot of times we talk about uh, like on our podcast, we talk a lot about actors and, um, and a lot of the movies we watch are made by famous directors already. So we don't mention the directors much. Um, but this being something that's a little more low budget, very like indie, I, I uh wanted to give a shout out to the director because I think she put a lot of great work into this movie and it looks great. It has a, a very unique style and flash to it. And I, I think she's, I think she's got on her way to make some great films. So I'm excited to see what else she, she works on next after this.
2: I
1: um, so rating Jerome,
0: final thoughts. uh I think this movie is a, a, a lot of fun I, I I dig it in a lot of ways I think the action is top notch the stunt work is pretty great. all the actors and actresses do a great job like doing a lot of the action stunt work um I think the acting is on point it definitely fits the vibe of this project this being a very like clear action comedy uh you know nobody half asses it. They give it their all. If something's ridiculous, they just Alright, well, I'm gonna be ridiculous today. And they give it their all and they do it well. Um, so you know, I'm not uh no issues there. I just wish that the there was more going on script wise in that resolution, in that third act. I feel like those first two acts are really strong and funny and captivating. And uh I feel like that third act, um if the you know, if that if those themes are there they're just not uh, i don't feel i feel like they're a little too subtle for this movie that is so over the top and so in your face that the themes that you're trying to go for that are underlying you're, you're you're playing them a little too subtle for getting the point across um of what you're trying to say with this movie but that being said though i still recommend people watch this movie give it the time of day give it a watch um it's it's definitely a fun time this is uh, a great movie that i'd probably you know if it's on tv or something or it was on like uh hbo I'd, I'd be like oh man polite society's on all right i'll give it a watch i'll, I'll have a good laugh um so yeah i think uh, as far as my score for this movie i'd probably give it uh, a b plus i think it's a solid movie it has a lot to it it just maybe needed one more pass to just make that third act just as strong as those first two acts that are really tight and really clean.
1: Nice. Alex.
2: Uh, I think I would definitely recommend this movie. I think it's really good, really solid writing and directing. Um, I think if they leaned a little more into the comedy in the first two acts, I think the the third act wouldn't seem so odd because it did take a shift. It really, I admit it did, although I liked it. I think if they leaned a little bit more into the comedy in the first two acts, it would have been just a little bit less of a, a start. Um, the outfits were beautiful and amazing, and I loved how respectful they were of the culture and... All the actresses and actors did really well. Um, I did, again, not too much care for the Friends. I think they had their moments, but I barely remember their scenes. I'm not going to lie. Um, And overall, I think this movie is like, yeah, a solid B. I think it's a, a B film where it's something. It's definitely w- the director and writer. She It's one of her first works, and you can tell that. Mm-hmm. And but how well it's done and how amazing the camera angles were with all the fight scenes and the fight scenes were very clean. I think she can only do better. She can only go up from here. And I am super excited to see where she goes from this too. Mm -hmm. So, But like a B definitely would recommend and probably would watch again. If it comes out on streaming, Um, I would be like, yeah, I, I bet I missed something. I would love to watch it again. So what about you Jonathan?
1: I really enjoyed this film. This is probably up there for one of my favorites so far this year. I had a great time watching it. It had all of my favorite elements that I love in the films. Is making your more-
0: expectations yeah. list? Uh let me do expectations
1: 2024. This it might. It might honestly. Um I you know with the uh, they had the uh, coming of age element the heist element the um, comedic element the action element the family element just so many elements all blended into one that I thought really worked well together. Um, it was I thought the the two actors that played the sisters they did a great job. Um, I thought the chemistry was there and um, I really. I really felt for for uh, for Rio when when uh, she was trying to save her sister. Um, some of the some of like the uh, characters that were not as featured, uh, like some of the more like side characters. Uh, I wish we would have been able to not know them a little more because I don't think that would necessarily be that would be necessary. Uh, but I think they would have just at added a little bit more to the story I also would have liked to know when at the end the sisters were getting chased by the crowd I would have liked to know like why is the crowd chasing them like are it sounds like they're on the side of you know cloning or the mom or whatever <laughs> like what is their relationship to it felt very the family? Uh, like they know blazing about this saddles operation. in that way.
0: Where like the, the the whole like cast is like, all right, now we're gonna have this grand chase scene with all the cast, like all the extras, everybody, <laughs> run running in a direction. Right. Well,
2: they were more upset. They're like, but we came no here for a wedding.
0: Yeah, but with no reason. But and blazing saddles. Me. It's like it's a raid. It's like supposed to be this, and it's an over the top ending. This one is just like, I mean, are are all you on the on the side of the sun? Why are everyone chasing us?
1: <laughs> <So cute. laughs> Yeah, so I would have liked a little bit more context for that, but overall, I thought the movie was great. I would definitely watch it again. And yep, so far one of my one of my favorites of the year. And um, Priya Kansara, uh, she actually went to Identity, which I went to for, for a year as well, during COVID. Cool. Uh, what's your grade? Really I don't cool. think you gave a grade for this yet. Oh, um, I'm going to give it uh, a solid A. Really yeah, so high
0: I really love the it. high grades, you know, nothing nothing on the low end uh for polite yeah. society. Um comment below, audience, what do you think about polite society? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Um did you have complaints? Did you have, like, did you love the comedy? Did you love everything? Comment below. Tell us on the YouTube channel more specifically, but also, I guess, on social media and stuff. What you thought about this movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I was going somewhere else with it, but I was not. Probably
2: <laughs> so. oh, you were.
0: Duh. Socials. socials
2: socials I'm going to start yelling too
0: (laughs) Alex where can people find you
2: you can find me at Alex and nobody on Instagram and on TikTok as well as the podcast TikTok the first ones to die where I show little clips of our episodes as well as things we may be reviewing in the future or things we have reviewed or me smoking weed and watching random movies from the early 2000s that just make me giggle really hard uh, i recently though watched the movie this uh sleepover massacre party massacre anyway it's a new it's a remake from an old 80s movie you will you'll see it on there uh and it was actually pretty interesting how they did it and you know pop on over there to see my little thoughts on it what about you jonathan where are we finding you
1: you can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. Follow us at The First Ones to Die on all the social channels. You can also email us at die at gmail.com. We would love to hear your comments, and feedback, and questions. If you're watching us on YouTube, please give us a like and subscribe. Also, comment below Did you enjoy this movie? If you watched it, if you didn't, did you enjoy our review? Also, if you're listening to us, you're Podcast platform, go ahead and give us five stars and give us a Jerome. Where can people
0: find you? You can find me at Jerome Rat on Instagram and at Robozoom Media as well as Jerome underscore the underscore show. In fact, I actually have some stuff coming up that'll actually finally make their ways onto those Instagram pages. So be on the lookout for that. Um and uh, you. yeah, you you don't have to. <laughs> uh and also uh if you want more extra content uh that you can't get on any of the audio streaming platforms and the first ones to die check out the first ones to die youtube channel to find all types of stuff like gaming videos mini reviews book reviews um vlogs and video versions of all the podcasts especially be on the lookout you know we got some more mini reviews coming i got uh Guardians of the Galaxy 3 definitely is going to be the uh, earliest one coming soon this week. But we also got a mini review of Swarm coming as well as a mini review of The Last of Us coming. And then I know uh, Jonathan and Alex, you guys are going to start working on it. mini reviews of classic movies as well. So you don't want to miss any of that stuff. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and be on the lookout. You know, Hit the notification bell and uh, so you can be in the know of when new stuff is coming out because you never know what's going to be finding its way on the YouTube channel for you to check out to hear more of our lovely voices and see more of our lovely faces. So head on over there. Tune in next week for a uh, retro review. We're doing another Mother's Day special, but this time we're doing a retro review of the movie classic that no one has called it. (laughs) A movie classic. I Mother's Day
2: <laughs> in I was, honor second, I was like, of Mother's
0: a- Day.
1: <laughs> so be on the lookout for that next it's week. It's like how we watch Valentine's Day for Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Mother's Day. Watch out for new I'm busy. about to say, we only got one more of these to do. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> look out for the next one, Martin Luther King Day movie.
0: There's definitely not that. That movie's called Selma. Yeah, my
2: friend Martin. <laughs> I bet. Uh, <laughs> no, my friend Martin. Did y'all watch that in elementary school? My, my friend, friend Martin? No, my no. friend
1: or My Pal Martin? I know. My definitely friend. not. <laughs> I my... went to predominantly
2: white school, so probably not. <laughs> what
1: was it called? Was it My Pal Martin? Our friend Martin. Our friend Martin. It was an animated film that we watched every year in elementary school and uh, Angela Bassett is in it, Samuel uh, Jackson is in it, Barb Burton is in it, Whoopi Goldberg is in it. Um, and yeah, I suggest that next year for Martin Luther King Day, we watch that, so. Mm.
2: Did anybody else, while I have you guys here, a uh, little sidetrack, did anybody else in Math Class watch this like sh- show sometimes where with math detectives? Went around solving crime
0: and Carmen San Diego? I mean, that's what I mean. I huh? thought Karma San Diego. Karma <laughs> San Diego? No, not
2: Karma San Diego. It was this like woman and guy who were like detectives and they could only solve crimes using math. It was really It was awful. they may just watched it all the time in middle school.
1: I don't. Sure don't.
2: I feel like, I feel like it's a fee. I remember things so clearly from it, but it's like a fever dream at the same time. And nobody else seems to know what I'm talking about. I was like, maybe hopefully somebody, somebody somebody else will know about it someday, I guess. Um, But yes, Mother's Day, we get to see Julia Roberts weird ass haircut. (laughs) Uh, I'm still not over that.
1: Look forward to that next week, folks.
2: Until next. then,
1: have a good
0: morning, have a great week, night or evening, whenever you're watching this podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, and we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. bye.